the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite, representing the community of exact oppositers. I have my trusty co-host, Ramon B., Hi, guy. Now you're kind of a mm-hmm. counterculture guy, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you say? I'm not quite sure if if I'm counterculture. I was, I was to I'm, walk into most biker bars, yes. I'd find a guy who looked quite a bit okay, like you. Okay, that is true. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can barely ride a bicycle. Is that ironically? True? Yes. Have you ever ridden a motorcycle? I have not. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe I, maybe we should uh, no 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 no. I don't think <laughs> no, so. No. I have seen the uh, many a bike laid down on the side of the road oh, yes. in my travels. Yes. And I've, I think that does not look like I, a fun I've way. I've seen mine laid down yeah. on me, <laughs> and I spent a year on crutches. So, you yeah. don't ride anymore? Uh, I, I rode not too long ago. I just uh, took a guy's uh, for a putt, we call it. Okay. Took it for a putt. Just for around mm-hmm. the block. Yeah, a little farther than that, but... Uh, it kind of reminded me that uh, maybe that's not my future. Mm. That's my past. Yeah. Now, I have a picture of me standing upright. I'm holding my arms out for those of you on radio who love this. Yeah. As if nailed to a cross, right? I'm You're holding my arms out, surfing, you? standing upright on the seat wow. of the Harley going 50, about 50 miles an hour. Wow. With the cruise control on. Yeah. You used to have to crank the, the – uh, throttle back and then screw a screw and that was the ultra safe cruise control yeah <laughs> while you're standing on the seat while i'm standing on the seat fantastic so that's pretty stupid pretty stupid but in my defense i yes. was drunk off my butt okay well then that's fine so then you know everything's good yeah i was pre-anesthetized for the fall had that happened, thank goodness it didn't. <laughs> and I was wearing a helmet. Oh, well then, safety Let first. that be a lesson to the kids listening. Those kids tuning in, always wear a helmet when you're standing drunk, drunk on, on the, the seat back. of your – always, you know, because safety could qualify, first. Thank you, by the way. This could qualify for a public service announcement. It is a PSA. I like yeah, I like that. Okay. Now, uh, we always start with what I like to call the headlines of the day. I like to call them the highlight of my day. This is the highlight of <laughs> – Oh, here, here we. This is from a report. Oh, you, you never good. tire of the reports, Mm-mm. do you? A report found that people who live together should do chores together. Oh, okay. I have found that living together is a chore. Well, that's good. Have you found that? That's fun. That's that's real. Yep. Okay. Speaking uh, of real, <laughs> speaking of real, let's talk about real estate. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so I, I think I may have told this story before, but I went to the Newport. Have you ever been to Newport, Rhode Island? No. Oh, it's beautiful. So if you go to Newport, Rhode Island, I went to this guy. Uh, this guy had a real estate office, Remax, 
and um, to do a recruiting presentation for him. So uh, we get done and then he says, uh, what are you going to do while you're here? And I said, well, I'm kind of a history buff. I, there's, and they have history and Rhode Island was the very first colony. Mm-hmm. So uh, I said, I'll probably drive around and look at stuff. So he says, well, then you're going to come to my house right now. And I go, why is that? He goes, because my house was built before George Washington was born. Can you wow. imagine that? That's wild. I believe it was wow, wow. Uh, 1710, I think, was when the house was built, if I recall. What kind I of, have pictures that I can show you. Oh, let's do that on, on, on the podcast. On the, on the podcast. I'll just go through the yeah. pictures on my phone. It'll be <laughs> super fun. Swipe. So Swipe. Uh, he, he takes me to – in the now the house has the Ripley windows and the glass yeah. with the bubbles in it and all this stuff and this giant fireplace like you would cook on and everything. And then he had a modern room addition where they actually have a real kitchen, of course. But uh, it was amazing. And then he takes me – down, I'm wearing my suit. I'm climbing down this hill. He takes me down to this, the ruins of this old mill where they would make denim for the Levi's for the slaves in Kentucky, if you can imagine such a thing. Wow. So it was crazy. So then I said, well, uh, who, who built this house? And he goes, oh, I'll show you. And the guy who built the house was buried there was like a headstone of the guy, not on site, but down the street. Just okay. To, I mean, it was insane. <laughs> so I'm from Arizona where everything was built after 1960 because air conditioning was invented. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of history here. So I go to Newport, Rhode Island, which is the richest street in America, the Rothschilds. And uh, you might see it on an episode of Antiques Roadshow or something okay. like that. So yeah. it's, it's you know, big, big mansions with 40-acre uh, lawns with sheep grazing across them. So it's, it's impressive. So I'm, I'm looking at all that and then I uh, come back uh, across the bridge to the real Providence, Rhode Island was where I was headed. So uh, I get across the bridge and there's this – it's dusk. It gets dusk at like – it's like 9 p.m. and it's still a little bit light out on the East Coast. So uh, I I see an ice cream shop. So I go to the ice cream shop and and as I'm going in, there's a a lawnmower repair shop or a lawnmower like a snowblower lawnmower thing that used to be an old abandoned gas station. You know, so there's the guy. He's rolling in the stuff. He's closing up for the night. And then uh, I go in and get my ice cream and there's this older lady there, younger than me, by the way, older lady. So I said, uh, are you the owner? And she says, yes, I am. I said, well, you know, you got a nice nice shop here. So I sit down on the picnic table out front. I'm enjoying my ice cream, watching the guy roll his lawnmower in. And I'm thinking, you know, here's this guy. I know he was there probably at 7 a.m opening up that shop and here's this lady that runs the little her own little business she was there at probably at 9 a.m. and she's there at 9 p.m. and that guy is there at 9 p.m. and the the truth is uh realtors uh get into real estate because you only have to work half days you know and the good news is you get to pick which 12 hours so if you if you want to make a lot of money in real estate, you would treat it like you're a business owner. And there are no business owners who don't work a 14-hour day that make money. So uh, that's very uncommon in real estate. So uh, it, kind of, it kind of taught me a lesson. So we earn commissions in real estate. 
And in commission sales, there are people who will try to get you to uh, violate your standards and get you to lower your commission. So when I got into real estate, I had a guy that was a friend of mine. He was like a mentor to me. So I had a bunch of dead-end jobs, but one of them was I was working in this camera shop in downtown Scottsdale. So uh, this lady comes in. Her name was Sue, and she's wearing her little gold coat. So I, I, I'm, I'm a genius. I go, oh, she's a real estate agent, right? So uh, I would uh, buy and sell these old cameras and uh, in one ad. So I looked at the one ads, and I said, oh, I – go through the one ads and I see this ad in there that says, we will train you to sell real estate. She goes, oh my gosh, you'd be great at real estate. And of course, I proved her wrong for five years. But, <laughs> yeah. but she, thought, she, she had high hopes for me. So uh, I, I told my uh, manager, Bob Rogers is his name, and, uh, and we're still friends. I still see him at Randy's when I eat breakfast. But um, I said, I'm going to get into real estate. He encouraged me and then he says to me – and many people who are familiar with the podcast have heard this story before. But he said, you know, find out what the most expensive realtor charges. And I said, oh, I know what that is. They charge 7 percent. And he goes, well, then you should always charge 7 percent and never discount your commission. And then I said, well, what about for friends? And he said, the words that changed my life, he goes, if you can't make money off your friends, you can't make money because your enemies won't come to you. I go, that sounds right to me. That's common sense. So a lot of real estate agents, even some that I coach, they will discount their commission for friends and family and you know acquaintances and pretty soon they're never earning any money because they don't prospect to get enough strangers to do business with and and is and and if you think the strangers are not going to ask you for a discount you're crazy they are going to ask you for a discount so uh, what I want to talk a little bit about today is protecting your commission so when I was uh, new you know I just decided I'm going to charge seven percent I'm never going to give a discount to anybody uh, now if I earn seven percent, and I get paid and then I want to write a check to somebody like uh, charity or something because they're in a bad position or something. OK. That's a different thing. But uh, I think most agents wouldn't do that but they'll commonly lower their standards. So if you – rule number one, if you're taking notes at home, for those of you scoring at home, protecting your commission, number one, rule number one, do not lose it on the phone. So Floyd – taught me – you hear me talk about Floyd Wickman all the time, but he taught me uh, the underlying principle of sales in real estate is you never, ever talk commission until they're sold on the price. And you never talk price until they're sold on listing with you tonight. And you never talk about you and your company and what you're going to do until they're sold on using an agent. In other words, if they're a for sale by owner, uh, talking about how great you and your company is is off track because they're going to say, yeah, if I ever need a realtor, I'll call you, but I'm a FISBO. So you got to sell the for sale by owner on using a realtor and you would do that with the fearless agent for sale by owner presentation. And then when they're sold on using a realtor, only then would you give the fearless agent listing presentation and when they're sold on listing with you tonight – 
only then would you ever talk price. And when they're sold on the price, only then would you ever mention the commission. So if you do those things in that order, then they know how valuable you are. Uh, then it's easy to remain firm on your commission. So I never had a problem uh, really re remaining firm on my commission because my choices were not do business with them at all and walk or 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 do business. So you know, many times I would be on a listing presentation. I I do the fearless agent listing presentation. I do the fearless agent pricing presentation. I'm presenting the paperwork and uh, and I I. I'd just say it this way. I'd say, you know, here's you. This is this is the agreement between you and me. This is you. This is your house. I need you to initial here for the lockbox. This says I get paid 7% no matter what if your house sells. This get, says I get paid zero no matter what if your house does not sell. And this says you agree to stick with me for as long as it takes and I need you to sign right here. So I'm not going through the fine print. That covers it all. And And every once in a while they say, well, Bob, you know, we – we talked to uh, three other agents and uh, they all charged 5%. Then I'd say, well, let me tell you something I think we both know. If you wanted to do business with those half-trained chimpanzees, I wouldn't even be here tonight. Well, <laughs> go, yep, that's right. I go, OK, sign here. And that was it. And occasionally um, somebody would say, I'm going to pay you six, but I'm not going to pay you seven. And I'd say, that's fine. And I'm going to walk out your front door and I'm taking the tens of thousands of extra dollars that only I can net you more than any other agent no matter what they charge and you'll never see that money again because I'm going to give it to somebody else who wants it. And then I'd start getting up and walking out the door and then the wife who is always the brains of the operation. Yes. Have you ever noticed that? Absolutely. I don't know what that's on. The guys are always the dumb one. It's, you think that's only true in sitcoms, but it's true in real life. In my house, that's true. I know that. So then the wife would say, uh, no, no, you're not going anywhere. We're going we're gonna to do business with you. So just by not bending and, and uh, changing and having my standards and sticking to it. Uh, and if they did say, yeah, that's it, and I, and I never saw them again, then I get back on the phone all the time that I would have spent dealing with them and their listing and all of that. I got that time back to go prospect and find somebody who would pay me seven. So that's how that's how I did it. So Floyd also taught me, you know, think of a um, think of a guy holding the cardboard sign uh, that says "We'll work for food." You've seen that guy. You know, you know that's a scam. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a franchise. Those guys with the cardboard signs, they will not work for food. For crack, maybe, but not for not for food. You know. So uh, Floyd taught me, he says, you could say, you know, I'm willing to work for whatever, if they say this on the phone, how much, Bob, how much do you charge? Uh, you could say, I'm willing to work for whatever we can agree to. And that, of course, would depend on how much you want for your house and how long you would give me to sell it. But I'm sure when we, we could meet, you know, we could work something out. So I didn't say that, but, but, but that would be fine if you did. Um, but you know what I what I used to say on the phone is they'd say how much do you charge and I'd say I don't charge you anything. They go you don't charge me anything for commission. I'd say that's right. I, I'm 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 willing to come over show you how I do business completely differently 
than all other agents. And when you are dying to do business with me because of the way I do business, that would be a pretty good time to talk about the commission. But anyway, let's get together and blah, 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 you know, just kind of kind of make it funny. So that's one – that's a couple ways you could go. So sometimes uh, people would say, hey, Bob, will you cut your commission? They just come right out. Now the, now, the commission discount request comes in different forms. Uh, but sometimes they just come out and say, hey, Bob, will you cut your commission? And then you look at them like they're nuts and go, no, of course not. Any other questions? And then they look at each other and they go, OK, it doesn't hurt to ask and they, they sign. You know, So it, for each one they say, you want to handle it a little bit differently. By the way, I need coffee and a shameless plug. Can we do both? Wow, that's a double, double hit. Well, let's do that. Watch out. Bob Leffler's shameless plug. Now, let's say that you are a real estate agent. And why in the heck would you be listening to this if you weren't? Just for the excitement. Oh, the okay, the excitement. Well, for the, for all of you adrenaline junkies and realtors, mm-hmm. uh, if any of this stuff makes sense to you and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were – and you're open to the idea of having some help with that. Or if you're a real estate company owner and you happen to be recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were, you can go to fearlessagent.com. If you're an agent, watch the free webinar. It's in the banner at the top on the right. Click on that. If you're an owner, you can go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com and watch my recruiting video. That will help you recruit for sure. And it would give you a pretty good idea of what we do might be a good fit for you. Uh, if this podcast has not scared you away already, which seems highly likely, but you never know. Some people hang in there. But you can call me anytime at 480-385-8810. That is my cell phone where we have the pictures of George Washington's not, – not his house. Not his house. It was a neighbor. And and just see if you and what you're trying to do and what we do, if it, we – would be a good fit. So I love talking to realtors. Do not think you're bothering me. Please don't email me or Texas me. Texas is the plural of text. You know that. Absolutely. Don't mess with Texas in sales. So uh, pick up the phone, give me a call, and uh, and then you know visit fearlessagent.com, watch our webinar, uh, and then look at all the free videos on the video training page. And those free videos would be better coaching for you than any other coach you would charge you any amount of money for. Cause, uh, and if you ever have a question, you can always call me because we want to help you even for free. So uh, you can call me anytime, 480-385-8810. Also, uh, subscribe to fearlessagent.tv. Subscribe to this podcast at fearlessagentpodcast.com if you haven't on iTunes or whatever platform you're on. Uh, what else are we hawking here? I think that's it. For now. We've got to get more advertisers on here. That's right. So Still working on that Folgers thing, aren't you? We're, we should call Folgers up and say they're getting all this free advertising. Mm-hmm. It's the finest beverage on planet Earth. Yeah. I would agree. You know, Coca-Cola is pretty good, though. I'm a pe- I don't drink it. Do you, drink, do you drink Coke? I'm a Pepsi guy. Oh, you're a Pepsi yeah, well, guy. Well, I'm counterculture once again. Now, if everybody's going Coke, well, I think, I'll go Pepsi. I think America used to be divided between the Coke people and the, and the Pepsi people. Yeah. Okay. Now it's just Democrats and Republicans. Yeah. It's much easier. So, uh, oh, here's another way they say the commission thing. They say if you take it for 5%, 
you can have it, Bob, but we're not going to pay you seven. So uh, I w- you could say, you know, uh, start on a lie. I already told you I charge seven. Uh, uh, so if I charge you five, that would be a lie. So I'd, I'd rather do this. Let's do this. I'd rather raise the price by 2% and make me work that much harder than start on a lie. So part of this is what I would call face-saving for the owner. The owner has to feel like they won something, so you give them that, uh, and sometimes that will work. If they say, oh, it's 5% or nothing, take it or leave it. If, and I'd say, okay, well, if you, let's say you had no choice, and I have done this. Uh, they'd say, if, if you ha- I'd say, if you had no choice to pay me 7%, or your house would never, ever sell, uh, what would you do? Live here forever? And they go, well, I do have a choice. I go, yeah, but if you didn't, you wouldn't live here forever. Let me show you something that I think might make a difference. So everybody write that down. Let me show you something that I think might make a difference, okay? Let's play real estate, okay? Let's say you, Mr. Seller, you're a brand new real estate agent and you know you're feeding your family with with your real estate earnings and there's a bunch of houses for sale so i draw a bunch of stick figure houses you know here's four stick figure houses you know theirs is in the middle and in the middle um i put 5 in there in theirs and then i put 7 on one and 6 on two others i say if you were if you were an agent relying on your commissions that you earn to make money, which of these four houses would you definitely not show first? And they go, oh, the five. I'd say, oh, okay, so you've been in real estate for 30 seconds. You already wouldn't show your own house. That makes sense. Let's do this, you know, and then, and then move on to the make me work 2% harder or something. The other one they say sometimes is, oh, gosh, you guys make so much money. I'd say, Really? I'd say, do you have a uh, do you have a dollar bill in your pocket, Mister Seller? And if they don't, I do. Uh, I reached in my pocket one time, only had a hundred, and did this. <laughs> I don't recommend that. I said, here's here's a dollar. This is actual real paper dollar. I say, uh, you probably don't know this, but half of that goes to the other agent, right? Then you probably don't know this, but another half of what's left. That goes to marketing, expenses, stuff like that. Then there's this other half of what's left. Yeah, that goes to my broker. And then I start handing the other half to them. And when they reach out to take it, I go, oh, no, you're not getting that. See how that works? Any other questions? And then, you know, sign here. If you did that with a $100 bill, I'd ask, uh, could I have that and some scotch tape? I'll be right Yes, back. I did that in an event one time, reached in my pocket, Ooh. only had a $100 bill. So <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, I, I taped it back together, of course. Okay. For 100 bucks, I'll tape it back together. Uh, the other agent said he'd do it for less. That's another, uh, another common thing. So, it, you know, Floyd taught me to go, wow, you know, that, that really worries me. Uh, if the other agent is so weak that they cannot protect their own commission, uh, how do you think they're going to do it protecting your paycheck? So, so all of those things don't work and all of them do work. 
but the truth is none of them work when you don't do them. So learning, learning if you know, fearless agent is about dramatically increasing your odds. So I, I want all of you to look at everything in your life. I look at everything in my life like a presentation. If I need to convince somebody to do something that they otherwise wouldn't be dying to do and it is in their best interest, I always think there's got to be a presentation that I can say that's going to make them do that. So, you know, what what is that what is that set of words? Maybe there's some visuals to back it up. What is the what is the set of words that I'm going to say that is going to make help them make the right decision? So, the basics if you're a fearless agent is you learn five presentations. So, it's listing, pricing, for sale by owner, buyer, and investor. Then we teach you to present offers in a way with a set of words, whether it's to another agent or or to uh, a, a seller of your own or somebody else's seller. Uh, teach you how to get a buyer to write realistic offers. There's a set of words you say to make all of that happen. When you're showing a house, there's a set of words that you say uh, for just just the minor minor things, like on the coaching call uh, yesterday, a um, brand new fearless agent, uh, coaching student of mine. She was talking about uh, in an open house, and I said, you know, if if somebody was at your open house, or you were showing a house, or showing your listing, and the buyer says to you, "Hey, is the refrigerator included?" Uh, if I said that to you, what would you say? And she said, I'd say yes. I'd say, okay. Well, that's, you know, it, it might not be. So you'd say no, I guess that's an option. You could say yes or no or gee, I'll see if I can find out or if I could get it included, would you want me to do that or something like that? But the right fearless agent answer is there's no way you would be asking me if the refrigerator was included if you weren't planning on living in this house. Am I right about that? And then they go, oh, no. I'd say, so you're not, you're not interested in living? Could you live here? Oh, no. Well, then why are we talking about the refrigerator? But more often than not, they wouldn't ask you about the refrigerator if they weren't planning on living in that house. So a little thing like that can make you a commission that you wouldn't otherwise get, get them the, the best house of all the houses available to them. So there's a lot of, a lot of little tricks, and, but it's a, it's a presentation. So everything is a little presentation. So then you learn all those presentations, objection handling. You know, the, the, the key to being great at being a fearless agent is you don't have to handle objections. Protecting your commission is going to come up a lot less if you have a killer listing presentation, a killer pricing presentation for sale by owner, buyer, investor. Uh, once you know the basics and you're really great at all the things we're supposed to do in real estate, the objections don't really come up. They're, they're already handled in the presentation before they say it. Once they say it, they get committed to it. So it's easier to head them off at the pass and make sure that stuff is all handled ahead of time. So uh, once again, I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Again, if you're a if you're a owner of a real estate company and you happen to be er 
recruiting fewer agents than you wish you were and you're open to the idea of having some help with that, go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com, watch that video, and then give me a call. Uh, If you're an agent, go to fearlessagent.com, watch our webinar, and then give me a call. You can call me directly at 480-385-8810 anytime. Please do give us a five-star review of this podcast or whatever platform you're on. And uh, subscribe to fearlessagent.tv and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or, or Spotify or wherever you are. And until next week, do what we always do. Me and uh, Ramon here, we're going to have fun, right? Having it right now. We're going to stay humble Maybe. and we're going to be fearless. Thanks, Gary. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.